You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. How are you, Edward, on this Thursday as we sit down for a Thursday pod? I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling fresh today. I'm feeling great today. Yeah. Um, Thursday, generally, when the uh, the engine starts ticking again. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I then do. it can purr, depending on what you do, depending on what sort of fuel you put into her, mm. it can... You can fucking redline on the weekend. Are you it? planning that? Have you? No, there's yeah. no plan to do. No, that. cool. Just no. you just um, you know. How did you feel getting back into? Like, did you have a couple of sad days? You know, and did you get to Monday? Flat days. There's flat some flat days. days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's flat days. Is it different now that you are doing like like you know you've got a lot of sort of not free time but it's like your own job sort of shit so it's like you're not having to like go into work punch a ticket yeah it's more relaxed so it's easier to be yeah. sad yeah it's easier to be sad way easier to be sad yeah but you are flat yeah you're flat you're flat that we can say um with authority well that's what i can say with authority um but like i guess it's all about what you fucking put into it like if you go for a run you can, turn, you can turn a corner. You could be like, if you want to be a fat slob and let the weight of the world crush you, crush you, yeah, you can. But if you've done the, it to yourself, you should. You kind of have to get yourself out of it. Like if you like if you get up on Monday morning, if you have a fucking massive week and you got up Monday morning, went for a run, sweat it all out, just pounded the pavement, or went for a swim or something, you'd be fine. Yeah, your week's done. Yeah, you're, you're good to go. You're back. But or at least you start each day like that, each bad day like that, because it's usually a Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the strength, the willpower to get that done, that's a, that's a huge lift. I've always been jealous of people that can, that can do that. People that just in general get up early and go and fucking rip, I don't get. Like when I used to go to the gym, I would look at the 5.15 a.m. class and i go, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Who is taking Who's on that class? <laughs> Why? Both the person, both the fitness instructor who has to get up and do it on a Monday morning. Yeah. I know they're like a different breed of person who's like, ha ha, go well, That's get their it. life, right? That's They've got life. to. Well, they do have to. It's like when you got up at 3am to do the To do radio. radio. That's true. That was soul crushing. That was. Not the job, the hours. Yeah. Um, but the fucking, I've done like a couple in my entire life of those early morning classes. Back when I used to 5 be. 5.15. Uh, like the 6 a.m., not 5.15. But like the early morning class, not the fucking still dark outside class. Yeah, not the, not the fucking. Not the psycho. The, bird, the one the birds do. No, no, no. But a couple of them, you feel fantastic afterwards. You go, I'm going to do this every fucking time. And then when the time rolls around, you go, you are out of your fucking mind if you think i'm getting up to isn't that strange that like even though you have such positive experiences up like during and after that you just when it comes down to it every single time more often than not you'll talk yourself out yeah 100 what is that about it's the battle of the mind it's even just a exercise battle for me like i've had periods where it's like you exercise heaps for a big block and you're like i'm never gonna fucking stop this never gonna stop and then and then you do and then you do but like six months sort of shit like <laughs> the end of last year i was going and then six months where it was like no nah, i will i'll get back into it i'll do one run that week and then it's nothing and then i'm fucking hitting the piss and then i'm eating like shit or it's like oh yeah steph i just ordered fucking anita ice cream from bondi to the house no not just for like two people i got a tub <laughs> and we have to finish it tonight because there's no room in the freezer because there's no room in the freezer plus my new thing in my new like trying to not be a fat shit 
is if there's bad food in the house, it's finished that night. It's just like, get it out of the fucking house because <laughs> otherwise I'm just going to be snacking on ice cream or cookies or whatever like every day for a significant amount of time. So you pound them that night or you eat as many as you can, throw them out or you just pound them? Pound them. I'm not throwing them out. <laughs> One thing I can guarantee you is you're not throwing them out. It's the same thing with the vape. We got them to support Manly and now I'm like, I'm not going to get another one, but I have it. Mm. I'm not throwing it out. Mm. I'm pounding it mm. into the earth and then I'm back. <laughs> Mate, it's crazy. They say that um, like people in sales and shit are like, if you're in sales, you need to be able to win the first like sale of the day and that's or the first negotiation of the day and that's between yourself and your and your body by being oh like, jesus go stay in bed bro you've earned it like you've been fucking killing it lately like you've earned you've a earned sleep, a sleep in but then you need to like talk yourself into it you haven't earned shit and he, they're like these people are like if you can't win that you're fucked you're fucked that's for the rest a great of the day. you know what sales or not i like that mentality i don't i don't have like a first thing like you know what I mean? It's probably not, it's probably kind of beneficial to have like some sort of like habitual thing every day where it's like, if I get this out of the way, like I've started on the right tone every single day. I've got nothing like that. Mine would just be try and exercise every day or at least every other day. Ella meditates every morning. Does she? She's supposed to meditate at morning and afternoon. She finds afternoons really hard, but the morning she's now in a habit, into a routine. There's some, there's some stat that Dior will look up that if you do it for a certain amount of time, it becomes a routine. Yes. Yeah, no, the habit-forming shit. That's yeah. like, you've got to do it. It's like 90 days or something like that. 90 days. I think it? so. Steph, it's funny you say that. Steph was literally just telling me then when we were driving in, she was like, because um, she was talking to me. She drove me in here and she was talking to me about something. And then I was fucking off with the fairies. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, did, did you get shit for that? Oh, yeah, I'm always off with the fairies, dude. I'm always thinking about shit. Oh, I get, that's like a thing with me and Ella, is that she's like, you're, yeah, you're not present enough. I'm, yeah, that's me, dude. I'm not present I'm 100% enough. not present enough. My mind just wanders. And I'm either thinking about like, like Hello Sport things or about even things or just fucking something completely unnecessarily random where it's like, oh, sorry, I was just like, you know, rehashing an argument I had with my sister when I was nine. <laughs> um, but so she was like, she was like, maybe you should try... Um, meditation in the morning and the afternoon like twice a day 10 minutes and she's always got like good ideas to be honest if i listen to 99 percent of the shit she told me to do i'd be better off but i'm like <laughs> i'm also like my default is i don't want to be told what to do so i almost say no to something before i've even considered the react like the potential benefit for it and that always pisses her off and she was like she was like, maybe if I started a fucking dribbler account and just started DMing you, then you'd do it. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck's that mean? She's like, well, fuck, you know, you're taking shin splint advice off these complete fucking randoms. I'm like, yeah, but I'm taking it off like physios or like <laughs> fitness people and shit. I'm not just taking some random random dude in the DMs and going like, oh, thanks, bro. I'll try fucking... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get, what she, I get where she's coming from. 100% I do. It's a funny way of putting it. Because I also find like often unintentionally, but like a recommendation of something from a mate and then a recommendation of the same thing from the missus. Not intentionally, but sometimes you overlook the recommendation from the missus. Then one of your boys is like, dude, you have to watch this show. And then you're like, oi, we should watch this. And she's like, I fucking said that like <laughs> six months ago. And you're like, oh, okay, sorry. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's funny that we're going through the same things. Yes. That doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. Do men generally wonder? Like, oh, that's what I was trying to say. I'm like, I understand that you want me to be more present. Sure. That's, that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll, do I'll my, work on I'll, it. I'll do my best. But is this, is this a gender thing? Yeah. Or is this, is this a me thing? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Am I, is, it, is this a me problem? Or is this something that speaks to a larger reality for men everywhere that we're not always fucking paying attention? Yeah. Or a large I'll part tell you what I think play, can play a role is I can't multitask. No, dude, I can't multitask. I can't either. multitask at all, whereas women, generally speaking, seem to be able to. I also, well. I also struggle to stay on task. Like, I don't know if it's ADD or whatever. I don't think, like, sometimes I think ADD is just like, yeah, dude, sorry, you can't concentrate that well. It's not like I need fucking Ritalin, but I will start, like, when I'm doing work, I'm doing it, and then. I quickly start doing something else and sometimes I'll, I'll have to stop myself and I'm like, bro, you haven't finished one thing that you've started. Oh, I do that all the time. You are doing 50 different things at once. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. none of them to the... No, no, like I, I think to myself, you need to just start and finish one thing yeah. and then you can move on <laughs> instead of doing like a quarter of all of them because <laughs> then, then you lose rhythm and You lose shit. rhythm, they're all late and then it's like, oh, well, you know, oh, there's... I tell you what, it can be something as like, you know, oh, I've just got to change the fucking song or like, oh, I'm just changing the podcast I'm listening to in between doing something that I was doing. And then after you do it, the amount of times I'll have like something that I need to do and it's like I need to go to my phone to go and get something, whether, you know, an image or go and check something on Instagram. Before I know it, I'm 6Ks away from the thing that I was meant to do and I never did the thing that I meant to do. And then I find myself going, wait, why the fuck was I here? Why was I here? What was I doing on... Who do I need to find? And then sometimes it comes back to you and sometimes you go... Dear God. My brain is scrambled. Yeah, yeah. So scientifically, men do have shorter attention spans than women. Yeah. Um, it says researchers have found that male brains tend to be attracted to things that are analytical, in brackets, sports scores, and, <laughs> and visual, in brackets, Heidi Klum, <laughs> while female brains focus more on nonverbal and verbal communication i.e. A, stim a stimulating conversation. It also says, interestingly, pregnancy is more complicated. Estrogen levels are at their peak, so many women experience an increased ability to concentrate, but because pregnancy can also, be, uh, can also lead to fatigue and stress, it's harder to focus for longer periods of time. Yeah. Are you saying estrogen helps you concentrate? That's what it says here. Really? Yep. Interesting. Well, mm. Steph's been finishing up with her work because she's about to go on maternity leave and she's just been like, she's got to do all this like handover stuff, get people ready. And she's just on the fucking go nonstop. But then we'll be in the car and she can't remember what the word traffic light is, which was today. <laughs> she was like, because Evie's in the back seat and Evie now, green, red, go, stop. Genius. Um, not even two. Uh, and then Steph's like, Evie, we're going to go to the park, but you've got to help me... Uh, You've got to help me with the changing of the... And I'm like, traffic lights? And she's like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Baby brain is, is a real thing. Real thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel at ease a little bit more. They, do they I, also like to talk more? Oh, fuck yeah. They Sometimes I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable to sit in, in silence. In pure silence. <laughs> like, as in, like, absolute silence. You know those rooms where it's, like, acoustically? It's, like, yeah. the most silent rooms. And then she's like, well, like, you know, 
fuck, we run out of things to talk about. I'm like, is that unusual though? <laughs> For us to run out of things to talk about we when spend we, like we spend like 90 time, fucking yeah. five percent of our time together and have done for the last six months because of lockdown <laughs> like is that was that would you consider that unusual yeah yeah yeah. was that not something that we saw sort of in the future of like or in an outcome of being <laughs> locked in a house together like surely one of the outcomes there is running out of things to talk about like after we do our tuesdays where we go bloke in a bar podcast oh, yeah, yeah. into about even yeah, I'm and then we pub. finish like nine or you know we get home and I'm like there are times when she will I'm like I'm I'm like wrecked it just it just is you just talk so much shit and I'm just sort of sitting on the couch watching TV and then she's sitting next to us like I can feel her looking at me and I don't want to be rude and like ignoring her but I'm also like I don't have any capacity to express myself anymore like I'm fucking I'm drained. And then I'm like, but I'm also, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to piss her off. So I'm still trying to like, you've seen like dudes have, I think, uh, now whether chicks pick up on it or not, I'm sure they do, but like. I'm sure they do. But like a, there are like ways for you to keep a conversation going whilst yeah. giving as little as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, but oh, you can get found you out can, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get, because you'll say like, you'll say the wrong answer to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't know. She's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. I was fucking completely ignoring you. I was giving you, I was on autopilot. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. autopilot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Autopilot is hilarious. Yeah, what? And a, you know, a very useful tool. When done correctly, autopilot can get you through a 25 minute conversation without having to actually engage. <laughs> yeah, I oh know. Without having to say anything. <laughs> and particularly if they're running as well. Like if they're, if yeah, they're if banging they're it out. Hot, you yeah. just need to like, you just need to sort of like, you know, it's like, it's like keeping a balloon up in the air. Every <laughs> once in a while, you just got to tap the balloon back up again and let them go. <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% it. That's it. But no, like, I love them. I like talking to my sister the other day and she was said that they walked, she walked to Bondi with her friends and that I was like, oh, what'd you talk about? She's like, oh, so like, you know, sometimes we didn't talk about anything, we'd run out of things to say because we live together. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, oh, even drop then. that in a conversation <laughs> like we're later with Ella. Oh, even, even, <laughs> no, even my sister's running out of things to say. It happens. Oh, fuck yeah. But also like the amount of times Steph will ask me things like, so, you know, maybe I'll catch up with someone who I haven't seen for a while. And it's like, oh, so what's he doing with himself? I'm like, I don't know. That, that's what fucks Ella off. You know what I mean? I'm like, no end. She's like, I didn't you ask don't it. ask any questions. No, dude, no. And I'm like. We get there and we just dribble. Yeah. I know. She's, Ella's like, I oh, say, so like, how's Luke? I'm like, she's like, what, so what's movies he doing and stuff? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm trying to explain it, but realizing that I didn't ask that many questions. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just, we just got together, talked shit, tried to make each other laugh, bagged each other out, and then we leave. Mm. And I have no greater understanding of, like, how their life is. I am impressed, though, like, when I hear Ella in conversations with people, the questions she does ask, like, they're they they're illuminating like yes, they yeah, get yeah. to they get somewhere. they get to a place yeah, a nice yeah. place where i'm just like i don't know <laughs> i don't just, know i don't know like yeah, i don't well there's just no interest <laughs> like obviously there's an interest in like oh you got a new job how is it oh you fucking went on holidays how is it how was it but even then like but even then coming back from a holiday the last thing i want to have to do is walk you through my holiday 
But the last thing I want to hear about was how it was. I wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, then we went Dude, to fucking... Dude, it was so... This, the sunset at this mm, place? Yeah. Wow, I bet it was good, but I wasn't there, so yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm never, you're never going to be able to transfer the majesty of the sunset of wherever you were Or the to fucking me. time you were having to me. I wasn't there. No. You were there. I think at the end of the day, though, guys just like talking about things. Yes. And nothing at the same time. Like, just... <laughs> You know what I mean? You want to laugh and you want to just talk shit. Yes. But we don't ever talk about like anything of substance or of note. Very rarely. Unless you're unpacking the world, trying to heal it and shit. Unless you're trying to heal the world. Like that's a different conversation. But I mean more about, am I that interested in people's lives? Not not that interested in them. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like that's sort of the long and the short of it. And that's not a selfish thing because I'm also not that interested to tell you about my life. Exactly. I just don't think that people's lives are that interesting, no. really. No. You know what I mean? Like, on the whole, like, we sort of know what people do. They go to work and they go home, like... Unless you've got a yarn for me. I don't mind goss. Like, I don't mind sitting down with oh, Ella like and her bit, friends and having a goss. I think everyone likes a bit of goss. I'll have know? a goss. Men's Women's Weekly, like, you, you sort of... It's goss sometimes unfairly just heaped on women. Now, they might be the finest purveyors of goss. Oh, they're purveyors of goss. Fine purveyors. To, to sit here and pretend like we don't all love a bit of goss is... You'd be I, lying. I do enjoy girl time sometimes when it's like me and the girls. With yeah, goss yeah, and yeah. Shit. That's it's actually funny. a good fun time. Yeah, it is fun. They're all getting into their work yeah, and then you're yeah. sort of a bit like, all right, I'm in this now. Yeah, I'm happy to goss. I'm one of the gals. I'm a gal. I'm a gal today. That's fun. Yeah. But outside of that, like guys, just if, if like for any women listening, guys don't really fucking talk about things when we're together. So don't be shocked if your boyfriend come, doesn't come home with like all this guys. I actually, when I'm with the boys, try and take like snapshots of goss that I can tell Ella later. And what's funny is when I go to tell her, I'm realising there and then that I've forgotten yeah, most of it. You've forgotten any bit of information that she might have. And like then I'm just trying to like pull together this yarn based on like a vibe that I've got of the From conversation. It yeah. could be, you know, complete half bullshit. of it could be complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. But I'm just trying to pad this yeah, thing. I'm just trying to pad it out and be like, oh yeah, I did make a conscious effort to try and bring home some, some shit for you here, some <laughs> substance. Because the first thing she'll say is, what's the goss? Yeah, and I'll and be I'm like, like, okay. Actually... I've got nothing for you, unfortunately. And then when I do have something good, I haven't asked enough questions. Yes. So or if I've got something good, sometimes I'll forget to tell her. <laughs> and she'll be like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I thought I did. You know, and it could be something <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, I thought I did. I thought it's like something about us or like what we're doing or something cool that's happening or, so, and or like something cool that someone else is doing. And then it'll be like... And we've spoken about it. And then maybe I'm on the phone talking about it. And Steph's like, what the fuck was that about? And I'm like... Oh, you know, Bracey got a movie, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And then it's like, well, why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, oh, didn't I tell you that? I thought, she's like, well, when, was that, when did that happen? I'm like, a couple of weeks ago. She's like, what the fuck? I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. It is what it is. We are who we are. You know what I mean? We if you are can't handle me at my worst, you then can't you, have don't me, you don't deserve me at my best. best. You don't deserve me at my best. Always said that. Yep. We came up with that. We did. We came up with that many years ago. Um, um, Thursday pod, here we are. Thursday pod, here we are. Uh, Friday night, tomorrow, or whenever you're hearing this, Friday night, Manly v. South, we are doing a live stream on Bloke in a Bar's YouTube channel. 
So we're going to watch Manly win. Just so you know, set your watches, set your alarms. Manly v South live stream. Bloke in a bar YouTube. Subscribe. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Just out of respect for the work we do. Um, Eddie. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But we are officially, Tom. What, like 36 hours away? Less than? Yeah, less than. There was a yarn that Brad Parker was out, but now I hear he's not out. No, he's in. He's in. And Kepi's in too. Was there a cloud over Sean? I believe so. Oh. Well, I mean, there was, it was Manly put it up on their Facebook page saying they're both playing, so I assume there must, there have, been must have been something. The Brad Parker one seems weird. It was like for 24, or not even 24, like 12 hours he was out. I tell you what, and obviously Brad's our first choice hooker, but I wasn't... That was the beauty of where we're at. I was like, oh, I'm not that... It's not like a... You have Moses Sully coming in. You're like, great, this guy's been ripping his dick off for the team um, all season. But whatever, Brad's there, so fucking we're, we're good to go. Are you on Manly, Dior? Mm, like, I don't want Manly to win, but I'm but worried they will. You're worried Why don't they you will? want them to win? Because I nervous? see the Storm beating South easily uh, than we could beat Manly. Okay, there we go. I'll take that. True crime de deep dive with Dior. Now, Dior, I think just give, give the overarching to the punter and the dribbler in case they've missed it. Well, well, I'll just start off by this. You may have seen that a chick went missing in the US after being... She was her and her boyfriend were on like a four-month sort of wilderness holiday. She's a travel blogger, was sadly. She has passed away. But the boyfriend came back and they didn't report the girlfriend missing for like 10 days or some shit. And got a lawyer. And got a lawyer and has since disappeared. The first thing he did was get a lawyer. Yeah. And they got pulled over by the cops because they, someone reported they were having a fucking massive roadside blow up. Maybe it was like a gas station or something and the cops pulled them over. And there's like body cam footage and they're like, no, nah, it's all good, it's all good, he's my fiance. It's fucking pretty, it's, and it, but it's like an internet true crime because they found her the vehicle, abandoned vehicle via like Google images by someone, act, someone was editing their photos online or some shit using Google uh, satellite or I don't know exactly, we'll get Dave, but they just saw the van. You know, sometimes you'll spot shit. They saw the van and then they fucking cops went there, found the van and she wasn't that far away. Mm. What do you got for us, Dave? Yeah. So, I mean, that was all pretty much right. Like, so they went on a trip together. Uh, he came back. She didn't. He was back for a little bit and now he's been missing for more than a week. Um, they found her body in a river in this national park near where they were, which I think that's still where they're searching for him. Um, it said, yeah, a TikTok user said she believes she led FBI to find her body after she spotted the white van and a man acting weird at a campsite. So he's definitely like a person of interest. Um, and uh, there was something else here. Hang on. So yeah, the basically guy they're saying like the, the uh, reserve where they are, like the national park is very unforgiving. It's like waist deep in water in most of the areas. And yeah. Etched, dude. This, again, obviously it's horrifically sad that this chick has died. Um, but like these, this is a true crime podcast like unfolding in front of your fucking eyes. I can't like, what's crazy to me is this guy drives back to New York in his white van without her and goes and gets a lawyer. Like, yeah, can what you is just going can, can through you his get the, Can you get the fucking details around that? Because he went home, like the timeline always, he went home to his family, 
and didn't say anything, got a lawyer, refused to cooperate, and then fucking disappeared. And he's now, like, disappeared into the wilderness. Legit, like, he was, like, he, apparently the family said, like, he packed his bag and fucked off into the wilderness or something. Is he, like, a... Is he a wilderness guy? Can he live off the land? Potentially. I mean, he obviously... You don't go on fucking four-month wilderness trips if you can't handle yourself in the wild. Which would be outside of the fact that this guy's potentially a fucking murderer. The ability to survive in the wild is something that 99.9 fucking four, shout out to the Bradman, uh, a percent of people have like probably lost that skill. You know what I mean? To like, if shit gets hairy and you got to go fucking rough it in the wild. And well, I don't think thrive. it's, I don't think it's lost. I think it's, you haven't learned it. Because well, but that's sort of more what I mean, right? Like, as in we had the skill and we've lost it as a people. Yeah, Except I'll for a few it. people who can go in there and hunt with a fucking bow and like survive in, like know what to do in tough situations and like. They reckon when they caught Malcolm Naden, that, and he was on the run for fucking years, ages. Years. Can you get Malcolm Naden updated? I think he, I think they like, they reported that he looked relieved. Like, like, I'm, like, like fucking, fuck you know what I mean? I'm well, but he this. was like. Break, he was living in the bush, break, living in the roof of fucking people's houses and shit. Well, like he was, yeah, he was living off the land, but then he was also like breaking into breaking sheds. into sheds and like houses that had been the holiday houses and stuff, and yeah. he'd live in there and fucking. Dude, apparently he was like he broke into someone's house and was just like he'd go in there and watch porn, crank him out, and then fuck off back into the bush. <laughs> Again, do your own research, so, Dave. Yeah, there's some good stuff here. So in 2005, he committed some murder. And then committed some murder. They were, so he was hiding in the zoo for yeah, a couple yeah, of days, Dubbo Zoo, zoo and in, there was like fucking. They sent in like the fucking SWAT yeah. police and shit to look for him in December. And then he was living in the area and shit. Mm. Police closed Western Plains Zoo in Dubbo after Naden was sighted there. There was another confirmed Did he sighting. Get away from there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So this is knows. this is 2005, Holy and then shit. Um, like by January 2009, Naden was thought to be located near Kempsey. August 2010. Uh, they thought he was living in dense bushland near Gloucester and Scone. Um, by early 2011, police doubled the bounty to 100,000, increased it to 250,000 in December. In 2011, uh, he shot a police officer while they tried to get him, so they're getting close. Fuck. Um, and then 22nd of March 2012, in a rundown cabin about 30 kilometres west of Gloucester, uh, heavily armed officers in a night operation... Uh, basically busted in and got him. He was he faced court later that day and was refused bail. Seven years, bro. Why hasn't anyone done anything on that? Like that's an interesting yarn. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. They've done like documentaries and shit, but I want Oh, have like, they? Yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple. But I want the full works, the yeah. full podcast treatment. I want a Headley Thomas. I want a Headley. Can we Give get a Headley Thomas on this fucking thing? I'd love a Headley because that shit gets me fucking going. I find yeah. that fascinating. Same. In this country, in the state. He was in New Zealand, leaving New South Wales. They couldn't catch him for seven years. Dude, but what about the people that just... There, were, there would be people that live off-grid as fuck in the bush. Remember when the bushfires happened a couple of years ago and friend of the show, uh, Hitman, he, uh, his missus at the time lived in the Blue Mountains and then like when they went back after these fucking crazy fires and they were walking through bush around their property... Mm. And they found like burnt out, a burnt like burnt out campsites with like pans and bottles and fucking clothes and shit. And it was like either that was just a relic of an old time that had just been there for ages, or there were like some motherfucker just 
post it up in the bush and he had to hightail it out of there or he died or she, who the fuck knows. But like, there'd be people like that all over the shop. Yeah, there would be. But to add on to that is that he was like actively hiding as well. Yes, so yes. Of course, he was on the run. He was on the run. Yeah. And like, there was a fucking task force looking for him. And, seven and they couldn't years. find him for seven years. That's a lot. That's a fucking... That's he, a fucking long time. And he time. never really moved from like rural western New South Wales. He didn't even go that far. It's ridiculous. It's just dense bushland, right? Yeah. So like, I mean, unless you really know. They theorise that a couple of the cousins might have been like, they moved him around. Oh, as like opposed a, to him, like, I don't think they think that he walked from Dubbo up to Gloucester, for example. Right, so it wasn't just so As far as I know, but he may have. Like, he could legitimately live off the land. He was yeah. a tracker and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, he was good at what he did there. Not bigging him up, but you know what I'm saying. Um, well, like, he had the, he had the, the skill set. Yes. There's some fucking interesting documentaries here. I'd like to learn more about the art of tracking. 100%. But even, like, the art of the, the control, like, the, the, the indigenous land management where they burn... Like yeah, they're yeah. like so. I would just saw a very small video, Dave. Look it up, or like just look it up in general. But like, and I also was listening to this audio book at the start of this year or like like the end of last year called Dark Emu, and it was just about the way that one of the elements was about how indigenous land management was so fucking on point. Um, and I'd have to go back and do a bit of like a refresher on it. But anyway. After the bushfires, there was this. I saw this video of this guy, an indigenous dude, like talking about how they would do these burns, and it was just like the, it was this really controlled burn of just the forest floor. So like all of the fucking leaf litter and shit. I guess like the kindling, right? The fucking fuel loads, mm. and it was just crazy to watch the the floor of the forest burning around huge trees and this guy just standing there like managing it and like just burning away all of the shit on the ground without these trees going up it's pretty fucking crazy crazy mate fucking interesting like i was listening to this documentary once where this guy was telling a story about how he's a jackaroo up in queensland somewhere and they had these all these indigenous stockmen and they were out one day looking for um cattle and he got there late like they were supposed to meet at a point and he got there and he couldn't find them and he waited around for like four or five hours when they got back he's like why the fuck did you leave without me they're like leave without you we like we showed you where we were walking we walked we walked up on the ridge in this in the sand so you could see our tracks and shit he's like to them they were like that is so fucking obvious bro yeah right where right, we right. were going yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like i'm not a tracker not to me mate <laughs> not to me that is crazy that's a that as a skill set being able to see where people like being able to read the fucking floor based on like oh that's a human footprint this is like go out of the forest and like into the bush and try and get a read on anything Try and get a start somewhere mate if you walk like when you're camping in a dense bushland area you don't want to be going too far from where you're coming from to like take a dump or something. You go for like, even like say, uh, I mean, a hundred meters is too far to go to take a shit in a campsite. But like, you can go say twenty five meters away, thirty meters away from your campsite, and not be able to see it because it's so dense. And if you just get a little bit disorientated, which I can, I'm prone to. So you don't, you don't have a great sense of direction. I'd like to think I do, but it's just there are too many signs to say that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, well every, I think everyone likes to think they have a good sense of direction. But there's just they but don't. But the reality is they don't. They yeah. don't. I feel like with no sense of smell as well, you'd be terrible at tracking. Well, I like I'd certainly be, be terrible in that sense. The sense of like, you know, being able to smell a campfire or a fucking animal shit or whatever, I'm like. I don't know how much scent would come into it. 
Maybe it would. Maybe they smell in the signs. Probably not know. as much. I don't think as much. No. I think it's visual largely. The one thing I think is pretty cool, which I feel like is often looked at as a bit nerdy or something, is like foraging and urban foraging. Um, the bar I used to work at, the boss was like super insanely good at this and reckoned she could like just survive in most Australian wildernesses by knowing what she eat. And like, she took me on walks, even in Cooper Park, just went through, went for a walk there and came back with like bagfuls of stuff you could eat, like native Australian fruit. And like what? Like there's weird things like kakadu plums and Illawarra plums and like fucking all these berries and kakadu plums and yeah. Illawarra plums. Uh, never heard of like never ever heard of it. Uh, have you ever heard of an Illawarra plum? Well, a mate of mine, Parso, his brother's mate, I think, did this crazy, this crazy like not test but undertaking whereby he didn't, he wasn't allowed to buy food from the from the shop for like 60 days or something. He had to live off the land. So he had to go like, he had to go fishing for fucking, you know, in the harbor and, and like, you know, probably forage for Illawarra the plums. Illawarra plum and shit <laughs> and like go out and fucking hunt elk and shit on the weekend. I'm like, that's crazy. That is me. crazy to do. I, I and, and obviously, you know, uh, like you want to talk about lost skills, bro? Yes. Being able to feed yourself Being is feed like yourself. number one. That's, that's it, right? Like if this if the shit hits the fan, how am I going to feed myself? <laughs> Urban foraging for me would be like in a dumpster out the back of a Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this bread's good. Just pick the mold off it. I'll be all right. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, I'd be all at sea. Like fishing's all right, but again. Even still. Well, absolutely, right? Like, But I mean, fishing is as close as I can get, but then I still, if I don't have a line, I'm fucked. I can't fashion a line out of like fucking twine or like, you know, tree bark or some shit. Yeah, I need a rod. I need a rod. And I then need, I need, I need a hook and some, some bait. Bait and shit, you know. And I, mean? I need to have not eaten the bait out of starvation. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'd be no good. Unless the net, maybe you get the net game. Maybe that's more us as opposed to trying to bait them in. You just try and build a net. Have you seen the, like, I think it's the oldest thing that they know of. Man-made. Like the actual man-made thing. Is the the fish traps in... Yes, dude. That's what is in Dark Emu. It's like in New South Wales or Queensland. Is it Broken Hill or Lightning Ridge? Uh, Maybe so, it's Lightning uh, Ridge. Bre- 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 fuck. Brewarina? There's a name for it. So, so if Rewarina? you yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the one. And they, it's called something though, isn't it? So I think a lot of, and that's also what happened with the fires. They burnt back all the fucking fire and like revealed all of these old indigenous fucking like uh, water way, like man-made sort of. I I don't know exactly how to term what they were, but these man-made things within rivers and shit to like capture fish and sort of like farm the rivers. But there is one, and it might be the Brewarina fish traps, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what it's It's just called. like uh, stones that have been placed yeah. in certain... And they think that it could be the oldest man-made structure. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. They also, in uh, Dark Emu, again, dude, if you, like, it'd be uh, probably a dense read, but as an audio book, it was fucking great. Because it's just like, I, I, obviously, with audio books, like, obviously... It's like just listening to a podcast, but you don't think about it like that. Well, I didn't at least until I did it. I'm like, this is just a fucking interesting podcast that goes for hours. Um, but they spoke. Did ab- you find it hard to concentrate? 
I go back and listen to shit again. Like you do, but I'll do that with like a hectic Rogan podcast as well, where he's talking to some like astrophysicist and I'll be like, wait a minute, I've checked out here. Much like a conversation with the missus, except you can't rewind what she said. Because <laughs> if you ask her again what she said, then she knows you haven't been listening. Whereas Rogan doesn't know that I haven't been listening. Yeah, yeah. And neither does Dark Enemy. Spotify does. Spotify does, but they won't tell. They don't care, they don't care. Um, but so they, they were saying that there's like, there's a potential argument to be made that the f- earliest ever evidence of baking as well is in the indigenous community baking yeah like a bit of bush damper like using cornflake cookies like cornflake <laughs> cookies the cornflake cookie earliest sign the earliest evidence of a cornflake cookie is in the indigenous community i believe do your own research do so your own research tom if you want to take this subject a bit further that dark emu book earlier this year there was a bunch of controversy because oh yeah yeah did you hear about that so two academics wrote a book essentially debunking it um, and saying... Well, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, but there's still heaps of controversy. People saying like, oh, you know, you're limiting the scope of how we see Indigenous people and they could have had a lot more than what you just think and what you've said in this book. So I don't know. That's interesting though. Like, and I mean, that's... um, Can you just send us the link to that so I can have... Because not now, but like I said, send it to me now. I'll read it later. But... um, I mean, that's just the way it goes, right? If you're going to come out and say shit, people are going to try to debunk it. I don't think that, you know, you necessarily have to um, criticise someone for trying to... De- like, if it's in the pursuit of truth, it's not trying to minimise, you know, mm. an Indigenous experience. But again, I don't know fucking anything about it. Um, only going off the book alone. And again, it was definitely... Like, it was using a lot of, like, old writings from colonisers and shit Mm. and things that they would just mention in passing as opposed to being, like, amazing... What we would see as amazing. It was just sort of... They were just sort of, like... It was almost just, like, colour in their writing. So, as they're moving... Like, you know, they're talking about, like, writing... Uh, you know, maybe like moving cattle from one place to another and it's they're on the river and the fucking like the savages are there fucking but like they were just talking about this this guy like there was one thing where this guy was talking about um again in passing but an indigenous man sitting on the riverbed and he had basically this contraption that he had made was enabling him to catch fish with like the, 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 with like the greatest of ease whatever the thing was it was like the guy was just saying he was like he was just pulling fish out like it was fucking like it was just the easiest thing in the world yeah it was essentially like they were essentially fish farms that that was the whole thing of the book right is that yeah. they were actually doing agriculture and before people thought they were only hunter gatherers and right? then there was this other one where it was like that they were just a nomadic people and they didn't actually ever settle in any areas but then again in the writings here it was like they spoke about these huge fucking huts mm. that would house like some of them like that or they'd come across these like shitloads of huts in an area where there was like up to a thousand fucking people living and these huts looked like they were established it wasn't like they just knocked up and like one of them and i don't know i don't know who like it was a well-known explorer who i can't remember maybe a charles sturt i want to say but that could be bullshit big charlesy sturt could be big charlesy sturt but like there was a, a, a i think it was in something that he had written and that they were basically out in the desert and so far so close to death they were like they couldn't there was like the they were saying that the um it was so hot they had no water they were fucked the um their something about like the mercury they wouldn't have had thermometers though would they but there was something about like uh things were melting it was so hot the horses couldn't run they were fucked 
and then on a ridge was just like a fuckload of of indigenous and they were like holy shit like we're fucked here if they like if they want to kill us we're fucked and they basically just came and were like giving uh water to their like they just had these huge things of water and they were like giving him to horses to drink and they were, and the way this guy in the book described it was like these people that were you know you thought were like sort of savages or whatever were so like hospitable that they were giving water like they're sharing their water with beasts they'd never seen like horses and shit they'd never fucking even seen before and they were like you know here you go and they took him in they looked after him they gave him somewhere to sleep and all this shit and the guy was like they could have fucked us up but they didn't that would have been a fucking wig out what a crazy time to have lived in like we get what scared it, about like you know anyone that's new or that you don't but that's know. what i imagine being living through that period as an indigenous australian well uh, yeah Exactly. But like when they first arrived, yes. Like in uh, what was the what's the the Hanks um, Mel Gibson movie? Mel, Mel, yeah, where it finishes and he runs out of the bush and the colonizers are coming. Um, directed, yeah, yeah. directed by Mel. Uh, what year we? Apocalypto. Thinking? Apocalypto. There it is. Apocalypto. The only thing you could compare that to really is like if aliens came. Yeah, I mean, that that is the only thing you compare it to. The thing now. That, yeah, it, the only thing is like aliens don't look like us, but still, you they, there's a like there's enough of a drastic like l difference in sort of appearance, I guess, from like indigenous people. They come with, some, with like, ships and shit. And You'd be like, what the fuck and, is yeah. going on? And, and your technology is vastly different. Well, there's still there's there's still tribes and shit on like there's an island off the coast mm. of Sri Lanka, North yeah. Sentinel Island, yes, North Sentinel Island, where there's a population of I think sixty odd. They theorize. Just doing their Dude, thing. Dude, they killed someone a couple of years ago. They kill people like the people because people will try to go there and like. Well, see there was people yeah, like that were fishing in the in like, and they killed them with fucking like arrows. poisoned arrows. And then someone else tried to go there and they killed him as soon. It was as he a got Christian up. missionary, and he, he tried to go a few times and was like attacked the first couple times, and then the third time he was he trying went. to take the Lord. Like he was yeah. taking Jesus too seriously, and he was trying to take like the word of the Lord to him. And as he approached the beach, they said. I saw some photos of them once. They'd, I think they flew over and they could see like, you know, women and children and the men and shit. And then they flew back a little while later and the women and children were gone and the men were in fucking wall paint with the fucking arrows and Heck shit ready dear. to go. And you still see, I remember the first time I saw a photo. Remember that one where it was like, it was, it was, it would have come out when we were maybe in high school, maybe a bit after, but where it was like the flyover of the Amazon tribes. Those like uncontacted tribes. That may be the photo I'm thinking of. A bit of crossover, but yeah. Well, it could be. But like when I first saw that, I just had never even considered that that was actually a possibility. And it blew my fucking mind that in today's time that the Amazon is still so dense and unexplored that there are like uncontacted human tribes living like living like that you're like holy yeah. fuck that's amazing it's fucking wild and stuff that you wouldn't even know about and when the plane flies over you're like from the first until the, the camera zooms in you're like there is no way of knowing who or what is living in there and what is their perception out. of the rest of the world have you heard of these thing these cargo cults and the islands about that no oh you're gonna love this so basically in the Second World War, there were like obviously there were still uncolonized islands, people who hadn't been contacted by the Western world. And so these military forces would arrive in these islands to set up bases, like in the Pacific and in Asia and stuff. And basically these like 
pre-contact cultures, these cultures that were still just living in the land, started to think that these guys were gods because they would arrive on these planes, they would bring food, they would bring supplies, they would bring all this stuff that they could trade with and better technology. And so um, it says here, after the war, the soldiers departed, cargo cults arose, attempting to imitate the behaviors of the soldiers, thinking that this would cause the soldiers and their cargo to return. Some cult behaviors included mimicking the day-to-day -day activities and dress styles of soldiers, such as performing parade ground drills with wooden or salvage rifles. Holy what shit. What the fuck? Is that like how, isn't there some um, uh, native, I don't know if it's an island or like it's an entire country, but like where they were, they worshipped Prince Philip? Oh, yeah, that could be Seriously, where like Prince Philip was like the fucking man. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he ended up visiting him, but like they were. I think like it's he, called England, huh? I think it's called England. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure there is one day. Well, you, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he so, wasn't top of the tree, though. So the no. Prince Philip movement is a religious sect followed by the Castom people around the, the Prince village. Prince Philip movement. Yeah, around the villages of um, Yao Hanen. Um, on the southern island of Tana in Vanuatu, it says. So it says it is a cargo cult of the certain tribe. They believe in the divinity of Prince Philip. Um, Crazy. Basically, according to the ancient tales, the son of a mountain spirit traveled over the seas to distant land. There he married a powerful woman and in time would return to them. Um, he was sometimes said to be a brother to John Frum, who was one of the original cargo cult figures in Vanuatu, um, who was an American World War serviceman. Cargo cult. Um, so yeah, they, be, uh, they believe in the divinity of Prince Philip, the consort to Queen Elizabeth II. They had seen the respect accorded to Queen Elizabeth II by the colonial officials and concluded that her husband, Prince Philip, must be the son referred to in their legends. Oh shit, so they had these legends initially, like, mm. and it just sort of fit, it fit their, their yarn. This yeah. Greek fucking oil uh, baron's son or some shit, wasn't he? Or like, Mate, the fucking... <laughs> I didn't realize Prince Philip was Greek. Until like he died, yeah, I was like, prince, "Whoa, yeah, yeah, Greek prince." Yeah, the fact that a lot like Pacific Islands are habited, uh, like uh, inhabited, is crazy to me. In terms of the fact that people had to get there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking wild, wild. Shit. There's some more good stuff here. So I watched Moana for the first time the other day. I know that that is a fucking cartoon movie, but like, it was that is the sort of shit they I, would have had to have. Yeah, I think they like got the seafaring. Like, fucking yeah, yeah, they see like there's a fucking. I think there's like an ancient route from Hawaii down to the Pacific Islands. That that's how they theorize they they did they it. populated that part of the world. And I, I remember there's this story about this guy. So on the North Shore of Hawaii, there's this guy called he's like revered. His name's Eddie Aikau. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. He was like the um. He was the he was a lifeguard up there. And anyway, a big wave surfer. Big wave surfer, legend. like fucking yeah, yeah, absolute yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a sick docker on him, a 30 for 30 or something. He was, he was doing one of these like seafaring journeys and that boat started to take on water and he's like, I'll fucking paddle for help. Yes. And then like hours later, they just, they found the group. The group was saved, but Eddie was lost. Yeah. And so now it's like when the fucking waves are big and shit, they're saying over there is like Eddie would go, and yeah. so you've got to go because Eddie would oh, go. Oh right, and they also the set things as well as like that. Like there's now mysticism, like because he because what he did was he took his surfboard, yeah, and he goes, I'm going to go try find help. So yeah. he paddles off to find help, yeah. and the thing was he was trying to use one of those old traditional boats, right? That yes, was the thing. They exactly, were trying to well, they're trying to do it like they were that, trying to as do it, it like, yeah. And so the thing is now like oh yeah, he's just still paddling. Like Eddie's just out there still paddling. 
he um they hold the Eddie Icow like invitational, which is like they invite like a select few fucking big, of dicks. big dicks to to compete. It's only ever held in Waimea Bay if it's above I think forty feet. It's got to be monsters, and if it's not, they don't run it. So, so it, it, it can it. go for like fucking six years, seven years without being run. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's not in every year. No, no, fuck that. That's dope. It's fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, they're not going to disrespect the And when it's on, it is the loosest competition because the waves are fuck, And you have to paddle in. It's not towed. Oh, really? You paddle, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, here are your nuts. Fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking wild stuff. That's crazy. Wild stuff. I just it just blows my fucking mind all this shit. Like Easter Island, when they went there the first time, there was fucking people there. It was thriving. And they uh, went back later, and, there was, and it was it was gone. gone. Everyone was gone. Yeah, but all the trees were knocked down, so they theorized they'd run out of natural resources. Resources, and just those huge fucking heads. Imagine the final days of Easter Island, mate. There'd be a lot of those though, right? Like the yep. final days, even like the. Uh, you know when they do like the, I think we even touched on it the other day, but like when they do that, whatever the type of, uh, you know, uh, 3D imaging, radioactive fucking like camera shit when they're flying over the Amazon mm. and they can see evidence of like uh, cities that have just been completely overgrown. And like there was, you know, that they say, again, look this up, Dave, just around like lost cities in the Amazon, but like about how it was, this thriving fucking place with shitloads of people and then for whatever reason potentially colonizers coming in and bringing fucking disease and shit but it's just like gone and then and then it's just been reclaimed by the bloody by nature and you're just going like how many of these things these um, these crazy civilizations have popped up and gone and popped up and gone and you just don't know where they are or what they were the things they knew like but the fact that they can even work that out by flying players over with like fucking sonar radar, whatever the fuck they're doing. Yes. Obviously, both of those were incorrect. Yes. But you know what I'm trying sonar to say. Sonar, maybe not incorrect. That's like sound shit. Maybe that like maybe sonar bounces off the sort of... Maybe sonar's right. Maybe I am right. It says it um, about the Amazon. Some of the first Europeans to explore the Amazon in the 1500s reported cities, roads, and cultivated fields. Uh, the Dominican friar Gaspar de Carvajal chronicled an expedition in the early 1540s in which he claimed to have seen sprawling towns and large monuments, but when visitors went back later, it doesn't say how much later, they found no such thing. Crazy. It's like there'd be some Indiana Jones type shit there. Imagine going to the Amazon in the 1500s. And by yourself, by yourself. on a raft, fucking... Like, People had real adventures back in the day. Advent the adventure is kind of lost. Well, there's like around space and shit. They say that that like That's the, 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 the adventure is like, the adventure is stay home now. We're all born. Like we've, it's done. Yeah, yeah. we're born. Too the next late frontier to is space. Yes, we're born too late to explore the Earth, but too early to explore space. But we've got memes, so that's, that's right. beautiful. Is that yours, Dave? Or is no, that... that's an old internet adage. I was going to say that's a that was too nice for you, <laughs> <laughs> too nice for us, yeah, too nice for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Way too classy for this show. <laughs> Way too classy. And there's also like the ocean, though. But obviously, that's like they say it's largely just fucking desert. But still, but that's also like I've been watching Blue Planet too, and he's and they always say this shit like there's more of the ocean that is undiscovered than there is of space. That doesn't make no, sense. That doesn't I make agree, sense. but they people always say, always say that. No, they say that's not fucking true. They they say like we know as little about the deep deep oceans as we do about space. It's not that there's let there's more to be explored because 
infinity can't fucking compare to a finite amount of fucking exactly. space on the earth. But I think it is that we and know also just as like little about... The oceans on Europa, is, for an example, theorised to be 100 kilometres deep. It, Ours are like our deepest is 11. It does say here a whopping 95% of the ocean is completely unexplored. Yes. Apparently it's like literally just desert. Yeah, but that's also what Nothing you would say it. when you don't fucking know. Mm. But obviously you would assume that that's what it is. But it's more about like if 95% of the ocean is undiscovered or unexplored, just the sheer amount of shit like animals that you don't know exist. But what I'm saying is, apparently they're like they're they're sparse because the coastline is where the yeah. action happens and yeah. that's where the food is. Yeah. But that's I was thinking about this when I was watching it. It's like just because that's how that's how we think like ocean life is doesn't mean there's not some completely different kind of life down in the deep that's gonna like reimagine the way we look. That's like, like that 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 uses or that hunt that eats whatever the fuck's down there. Yeah. Like when when they say like I think it would be like it, the resources are so limited. Mm. To it's like it's it. like well, f we know for a fact that like the fucking the deserts aren't just chock a block full of life. But that's because we Much like, see that. Yeah, but they, they're just, they're applying that same logic. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what I think about like when they're like, oh, um, there's only like these two planets that's like three million light years away that can support life. But that's like support life as we know it. Like if our earth was completely land and no water and there was a planet of water in our solar system, we'd be like, oh, it can't support life. Yes. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, but yeah. You, can only, you can only play what you know. Yeah. That's the idea. There's no point looking for fucking other planets that don't that may support life, but not as we know it. It's a waste of fucking time. Yeah, as we understand life to exist. Mm. It needs liquid water. But they found life existing in like the most harsh points on the planet. That You know, like those bits where like the core, the earth, like the center of the earth is sort of a Yeah, and they're the feeding, feeding off the, the These hot These animals vents. are feeding off the hot vents. And so yeah. they're like, well, fuck. All right. Like that at least gives you an idea about how inhospitable Oh, it can be it can be, it can be inhospitable, but there needs to be liquid water. They yeah. theorize. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good shit, dude. It's good shit. We call this bongs with D or Dave. Yeah. <laughs> How about the? Um, we know nothing. No, that's what we know. Yeah. Yeah. The volcano recently has been cooking me out. That was crazy. What do you, you mean? Seen the, the volcano in La Palma or the island off there? You haven't seen that? No. no. Oh, bro, there's been huge volcanic eruptions. Can that, you drag uh, it onto the screen? Yeah. The yeah. volcano. The the. The one where the, in New Zealand where there was people on it. Oh, that bro. wigs me yeah. the fuck out. That was fucked. That was just that's done. That's done me in for volcanoes, I reckon. What do you mean? Like I'm not. I'm not visiting a volcano. I'm not visiting a volcano fuck now. Fuck that, dude. No way. I don't want to see nah. that shit. Like I do, but I'm not. Not that bad. No, no, no. But like I'm not getting that out of my head. I'll be. I'll be a nervous wreck the yeah. whole time. Yeah. What, what am I getting out of that? Just being a fucking shell of a human. And just getting roasted. Like, that's the way that that went down. No, 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 no. Too hectic. It's too hectic. Where's this, Dave? Uh, so, La Palma, an island Turn of Turn the sound Spain, off. Canary we don't Island. need the sound. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the Spanish Canary Islands. Jesus. It's, again, like, and we this, are this so out of control. We have is, no control. Yeah, this is what caused the earthquake. Oh, yeah. oh, this did. Yeah. I was wondering what caused the earthquake. I'm like, we don't get earthquakes. Dude, what, I, I thought I we were on the is. middle of a techie, brah. We don't need to worry about fault lines here, baby. Yeah, we're like smack bang in the middle we're of that right techie. We're in the middle of the techie. <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah, that fucking, that uh, fire engine's going to make a difference. <laughs> so, wow, so, sorry, just 
during the past 14 days, um, the volcano in the surrounding areas has been shaken by 42 different quakes of three magnitude or above. And and 665 quakes between two and three magnitude. Gee, have you guys ever been in an earthquake before? No. I have in Japan and it was fucking, it wasn't even that hectic and I shit myself. We were... What's it feel like? It feels like the fucking room is shaking. Like it is so surreal. Because Japan, they have them all the time. Like you can be, so we were, I was over there with a bunch of mates. I had stayed home because we had a massive night the night before and I was actually unwell. I'd done a number on myself. So me and Steph stayed home and our mates were out at like dinner or some shit and the fucking thing just starts shaking and it was, we were there winter. Steph and I just get out and just run out onto the street. I'm in my undies and she's in her pyjamas and I'm freezing my ass off and we're standing on the street like after this. It went for like five seconds. It was nothing. But I just fucking wigged out. Like get out of the... We're staying in this horse shit Airbnb. Get out. And it stopped and then we went back in. Was everyone else chilled? So... So once like everyone got home from dinner and we were like, bro, that earthquake, what the fuck? They were like, mate, we were in a restaurant and it started shaking and we've all like jumped off our seats to like get under our table and Japanese people just fucking keep eating. Like, don't even worry about it. Dude, look at this thing. It's like taking over houses and shit. Could last for up to three months. What, what, what calls for panic then? I in think terms like, of a Japanese earthquake. I th- well, like probably more than five seconds shake. It probably wasn't a violent, like, well, it wasn't a violent shake. It was par for the course, obviously, for Japan. So why, oh my God, bro. Why is this not on the news or is it? I don't, I've it is, of, I don't know. That's where I've been seeing it. To be fair, I, just, I check out of the news a lot with. At the I'm, I'm checked out of the news at the moment because I'm like, I can't listen to more COVID no, stuff. No, neither. Just I'm doing so fucking over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that's all we talk that's about. All we I'm talk like, about. I've I've had enough. I'm over it, dude. Look at this thing. Send me this video, Dave, so I can add it to the video. Yeah. Oh, look at that. The pool. That's like when you put a hot fry pan in the sink. And it's is this? Pfft. But like, it yeah, always it right always here. surprised me that we are so comfortable building next to fucking volcanoes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know ones. what I mean? Active volleys. What are we doing? Like, what are we expecting to happen? I mean, in fairness, these look like established towns and cities that probably did it out of more like necessity because as well, I, you know, a lot of that's like near the ocean and shit, right? Like how far do I need to go to get away from a volcano? Well, yeah, this is on an island, so. It's on an island. You're pretty close to it. And mo- I'd say most, well, I mean, all volcanoes are, but like Hawaii full of volcanoes, Galapagos Islands are all made out of volcano ash. Like, yeah. They're all on islands. Dude, look at this. Like, what do you do it's if true. a volcano a just point. claims your home? You're like, okay, well, good luck building back on this thing. Like, how do you build back on that? Look at that. We, I think it's done. And surely oh. if you move back there and you're building there, you're like always having the back of your mind, fuck, when's this volcano going to Well, that's like again? Tornado Alley in the US where you're like, bro... That's what I think's crazy because those motherfuckers roll around every year. It's like a, it's like a, oh, it's like spring. Oh, it's tornado season. Hope my house doesn't get ripped out for like the third time in fucking two years. Shout out to Twister, one of the great movies. One and of Bill the Paxton, great movies. Who, the late great Bill Paxton, yes, is terrific in it. And Helen Hunt. Yeah. And the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Before he was really respected, he was always like the fat, weird guy in every movie from like Boogie Nights and shit. Yeah. Uh, before he became like an Oscar winner and like 
real. I love that movie. So funny. It's at the end. It's like, look how much data we're getting. Yeah, and the computers like going mad. Say data, because they were cutting up coke cans to make them fly in the. Oh, dude, I want to watch that movie. If you haven't watched Twister, watch it. It's such a bounced out fucking Oh, movie. my mate. I, like, I've got my next bounced out movie <laughs> yeah, in mind. Yeah, it's yeah, Twister. It's Twister. 100%. 100% it's Twister. Storm chases, bro. And doesn't he's like, his old man gets sucked into the fucking I think that's how he shit. becomes. Like, that's the how kid, he, his yeah, dad yeah, gets yeah, sucked yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. fucking thing. And then yeah. it's like, I'm now a storm chaser. I need to understand these things. And like the cow in the tornado, I remember as a kid being like, the cow's in the fucking... That's bush. like, that's... Yeah. That's never left me, that cow. Well, that was graphics. That was the, that, that was the peak of CGI, of CGI yeah. at the time. Which is so crazy when you think about that, when you play video games back in the day and you're like, like those early FIFA games where you're like, dude, that fucking looks like Roberto Carlos. Yeah. And then you're like, what the <laughs> fuck was I thinking? No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like Roberto like Carlos. Like even um, Jurassic Park. The like f- yeah, you watch yeah, it yeah. now and you're like, yeah. But back then it was like, holy It was like, fuck. oh, this is what it was like to be in the dinosaurs. Jurassic Park, another great bounce out movie. Yeah, the yeah, first Jurassic one. Park's great. Fucking terrific. But the thing with Jurassic Park, it, it's like, it's frightening. Whereas Twister is like, <gasps> as opposed Fri- to like... Twister was a little bit like edgier seat. It's definitely edgier seat, but like, there's something about being frightened. Well, look, Jurassic Park, not so much. I guess it's more like your horror films. If you watch horror films when you bounce out, you're a fucking sicko. You need positive energy. Last night, me and Steph, were watching, we were going, I was like, let's watch a movie when we go to bed. And then... She like was like, what about this one clickbait? And I was like looking into it and it's like some fucking is a murders and shit. And I was like, you know what? Like I need to go to sleep with like a clear mind, put on a rom-com, put on a love story, put something that's going to, you know, some people are going to fuck. They're going to, you know, we know the rom-com here. What'd you go with? Started with one that was horrible and we had to turn it off. It was real, you know, I'm not millennial. What's after? Because we're technically millennials. Is it Gen Z? Or are we Gen Z? I we're think Gen, Gen Z is after millennial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Gen like, Y. We're Gen Y. But millennial is Gen Y and Gen Z. It's not about generation. Millennial's not a generation. I was under the impression, and call me stupid, that a millennial was someone born after the year 2000. No. Millennial is someone who's born, I think, after 84. So... What go. do you consider if you were born after the year 2000? Surely they Gen, get their own... Gen Z. Surely so, they get their own thing. Yeah, they're a Gen Z. So we've got baby boomers, 46 to 64. Generation X, 65 to 79. Fucking Xennials with an X. I've never heard of that before. 75 never. to 85. Um, millennials and Gen, Net and Gen Y, 80 to 94. And then Gen Z, 95 to 2012. And now they've started Gen Alpha, 2013 to 2012. Gen Alpha? Yeah. So Gen Z was when? 94 to when? 95 to 2012. Okay. But Gen Y was what? 85 to 94? 80 to 94. That seems like a shorter gen compared to 95 to 2012. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to the gen. No, they just sort of throw them around willy-nilly. But they also went from like the the baby boomer, which sort of had like a nice ring to it, yeah. into like Gen X. They stopped making up cool names for them. Why? Gen X gets sort of seem like they get a bit fucked, like they get a bit forgotten. Like they're, they don't get, they're, they're sort of like, even I guess every generation gets fucked on like the technological advancements a little bit where like they don't, unless you, your mic's flooded. 
Swinging away from you there. Let's pull Playing this. up. No. That's all right. Yeah, that'll... Uh, well, it's not ideal, is it? That's not ideal. You, all right. What if you swing it? What if you overcompensate or swing it? Oh, there you go. Genius. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, as the generations progress, obviously, with technology, you sort of fall behind unless you actively don't fall behind. But I feel like Gen X is probably the worst. Like, we were young with the internet, so we were sort of... We were able to at least get the internet, whereas I feel like Gen X is still, like, a bit out of it. <laughs> They're a bit out of it. Like any job that they're trying to... They can't hide behind being a boomer. No, they can't. They, they're too young to be like, oh, I don't know, how do I turn this on? But they're also like too old to be like, wait, what What the fuck's going on with this new, like with whatever the new technology is? It, you know, like... Um, it is like learning. Think about not having a laptop till you're 30, you know, and then being like, oh, now this is just part of it. And like, I don't know, like even just like shortcuts on fucking Word or something. If you like can't... If you're not read on it, it's fucking tough going because it's yeah. basically another language, yes. technology, yes. and learning it and all the little hacks and shit. And even that. Shit like, that you're not even aware of that you, comes so naturally to you does yes. not come naturally to everyone. No, and even, and again, like I only just use the word example because the reality is that I know that I'm falling behind to a degree when it comes to like how easy, like how just sort of commonplace shit would be for younger people using technology just in everyday life. Not like TikTok and shit, but more just like practical implications or practical uses of technology. Um, and how I don't even, as you say, like wouldn't even fucking know it exists. But I just remember one dude when I was at uh, one of my old jobs and he was like an intern or some shit. And it was literally just copy and pasting something from, like if you were copy and pasting like some like a quote or words from an article and then putting them into a Google into a into word a Word doc. doc, and a way that you could do it so that you when you paste it, it immediately formats it to the exact same way that everything else is. So yeah. you don't have to just have this weird new font, new size, yeah, new yeah. thing. And he just goes, "Oh no, you just do like control something something, and it comes in perfectly." And I'm like, "What?" And it's now probably the most used hack that I use in my entire life. And it's so basic. It's so like, I actually now, having talked it through, feel like I'm slightly Gen X. What command is it? Uh, command shift. So you go command shift C, paste. Hey, v. So you go command C, command shift V. Mm. And it pastes it in the exact fucking same format. And I'm like, oh, wow. Game this changer. Is, this is a game changer. Like even subtle things that you're probably not aware of that like, Something that you can click on, if it's clickable, the, the mouse changes, goes from like a mouse to a hand. You are not aware of it, but it's ha like... It's happening in front of you and you're not necessarily... And you pick up on it because you read on technology, but like old people, they don't get that. Oh, 100%. So how 100%. do you know you can click on that? And you're like... The thing changes. Yeah. But that's not something you just... You're just like, oh, I don't know, like you... You just... Well, that's the thing. I wouldn't have know. even noticed that, but yeah. I just would... You would just know that when you do it because it becomes a fucking hand. Carly was just, Carly, a friend of ours, just shared this video on Instagram um, and it's uh, the late... Was, to us? Uh, no, she put it on her Instagram. Who was the Apple guy that died? Fucking Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. And he's, it's like an early iPhone and he's showing people like the pinch and zooming in on photos and shit and the crowd's losing it. They're like, what? Dude, I remember seeing those early things that he would do and the Zoom was fucking mind-blowing. Those early, what was it? It was like a TED Talk, but he, would, he was called something else when he would do them. Those like huge conferences where all the geeks are there and he's showing the new shit. When he was doing that for the iPhone for the first time, 
That was fucking mind-blowing yeah, shit. Yeah, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing shit. Crazy. Swiping to get... Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, swiping yeah. photos and yeah. zooming in and zooming out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Unbelievable. That's can get, it. Can you turn the volume up here? Oh, uh, yeah. No, you got to do it on the video. Click on the video. Ah. See up the top? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. The other thing I can do is uh, I can take any of these pictures and uh, I can make them bigger. And uh, so let me go ahead and get the camera back up. Yeah, there it is right there. I can, uh, I can just take my fingers and I can, we call it the pinch. I can bring them closer together or move them further apart to make it bigger or smaller. And so I can just move them further apart and stretch the image. Crazy, dude. Cool? Move it around. Cool? Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. That's fucking crazy. How long ago was that? That wouldn't have been that long ago. 20, 20, 2006, 2007? 2005, 2006, I'd say. Not that long ago. When did the all. iPhone come out? 2007, I think, because I remember I was I remember people getting it in year 12, and I was like, mother, like you know when kids just get everything, like you know they get like the fucking, and you'd see shitloads of people with iPhones, and I was like, fuck, I want an iPhone so bad, and it's funny seeing those old ones. They just like they were so cool at the time, and now it's like that looks like a pile of shit. Yeah, they're dated as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy stuff. It Even really like is. the early iPod with the circle. Do you remember that? Oh, Where the was wheel. The, it was the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Those first iPods, iPods that came out were like ground, groundbreaking. fucking groundbreaking. Breaking. Such a flex if you had one. Yeah, again, I didn't. But I didn't have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, fuck, can I borrow your iPhone? And they had like a, they'd have like games on them and shit, which were like very pedestrian, but still, you're just like, this is ridiculous. A lot of like the kids whose like dads were tradies and they were cashed up had them, and I was so fucking jealous. I, was I like, just said, yeah, I just remember heaps of kids in my year at iPods, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Here I am with a fucking. CD player like a loser um, my grandma and this isn't like a crazy name but she was always called Nano and then they came out with iPod Nano and we were like uh, no thank you Steve Jobs there's only one Nano and that's my Nano she, I can't remember if she was alive for the iPod Nano it might have she might have actually passed before the iPod Nano came along either way she's the original Nano just so everyone knows um Um, disciples of St. Peter. Oh, that's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to know. That's right. So firstly, Edward. Mm. So I firstly want to shout out to the Kicking Tea Dribbler whose article about the seven genomic sequences to a dribbler he wrote the other day, which was fucking funny. Dave, did you do the artwork for that or did he? Yeah, no, I did that. So like the photoshopping of all the stages? That's so good, dude. We gotta so put, good. We've got to put that on something Unbelievable. at some point. That was so funny. Um, but within it, he mentioned uh, he mentioned the disciples of St. PVL, who we've known about for a while, but I'm also like, they've been going for so long and now they're like being mentioned in articles and shit. And like, you know, we sort of used to, it used to just be like fucking a couple of dribblers. I didn't really know what it was, but now I'm like, 
I want to know who the fucking disciples of some PVL are. It's like a clandestine Hello Sport fan club that I think is quite exclusive with, like, some of the more famous dribblers get in there. Like, you've almost got to be a famous dribbler to get into the disciples. And what, are they, is it, like, constantly – they're constantly talking in there and shit? I think so. I don't know. Like, they, they there's, like, constantly shit that pops up on the punters and dribblers page, which is like, oh, someone got kicked out of the disciples of some PVL. Someone got or kicked like, out? I think so. Or, like, someone will get muted. But, like, I know – I'm pretty sure, like – Neil So's in there, Danny Exotic's in there, the kicking tee dribbler's in there. But, like, I don't know anything about them. No, I know nothing. Talk about, like, a true crime podcast without the crime, but, like, who are the disciples of some PVL? Now, you know... And are they still, like, highly active? Are they active? Is it a WhatsApp group where they're all in there? But, again, they all, I assume, didn't know each other before. It's only that they've reached a certain level of prominence within the dribbler community. You've got to reach the dribbler threshold. That's what uh, I'll fucking get up the article. I'm not going to read the full thing for a multitude of reasons. One being that I don't read very well, but the kicking tee dribbler who would probably be as close to a baggy green as you could get without actually having one. Um, but so he's written um, Charles Darwin's seven genomic stages of dribbler theory. I won't read them all, but the first one is stage one, the pre-dribbler era. Stage two, D-Day, which is the discovery of the podcast. So pre-dribbler era is like the first time you go into a pub and you just start, like your dribbler tendencies start to show. You know, you start lipping up, you're loud, you're drinking, whatever. Discovery of the podcast is number two. Number three is hotline bling, um, where you start to think about whether you could whether you've got what it takes to call the dribble hotline. <laughs> you start practicing in the shower and shit. Stage four, a new, a new dribbler in the family. We now reach the most common stage of dribblers. Here is the dribbler is a weekly listener, regular consumer of blokes. They've even purchased doc, they purchased Dr. V. Um, they become increasingly active in the page. They've brushed up on their chops and have begun to Photoshop Ricky Stewart's head causing uh, Canberra's Chernobyl disaster. They've reached a stage where they are game enough to call out Kendrick <laughs> in the comments, start a fight with an unprepared dribbler. They've grown a new leg of lippy behaviour, take, pre- take great pleasure in typing, take your licks under a Hello Sport po- Instagram post after a famous manly loss. Stage five, household name. Um, don't expose uh, their examples of dribblers becoming famous for something, someone or... Uh, a particular area of expertise. Most of these stage five dribblers have etched their names into the halls of baggy green membership. Others haven't. He's like, <clears throat> Danny Exotic, Jelly Shot Kid, um, Neil So the Novicastrian. Stage six, friend of the show, uh, the upper echelon dribbler infamy. Darwin identified the stage six dribblers as dribblers who have gone on to become more famous than the podcast itself. Notable examples include Nudson, Luke Bracey, St. Peter, The Rock, Christian Welch, Adam Elliott's Hog, uh, Kelly Slater's Voice Box, <laughs> Gil McLaughlin, Tonka the Dog. Um, and then stage seven's the final dribble. Um, when a dribbler dribbles so hard, they pass into the next life. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Ridiculous. That is absurd. Utterly ridiculous. So a video, did you see the video yesterday? Popped up online of Conor McGregor um, throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game in America, which I understand like brings a lot of like stress. Well, like, you know, it's a a high stress environment. Conor though, you know, no... uh, was it no stranger to fucking high intensity situations? But I 
would be very confident of being able to throw a decent throw in that situation. I always see people that can't... Like, obviously, if you have no coordination, then sure, but like... Has he not practiced, though? Look at this thing. What do you mean, practice? Bang. Oh! Look at, the, look at the mascot. He looks completely rattled, the mascot, with how bad it is. He looks back at him like, what was that? That is horrendous. Oh, no. He knows he's going to be a meme there. That is like the most embarrassing thing. Do you want to see some, one where someone's fucking absolutely nailed it? Yeah. So, September 11. Oh, dude, Greg Cricketer were just talking about this on their podcast yeah. the other day. September 11, um, obviously, the, the baseball, like the, the World Series was delayed or the whole competition was delayed. Anyway, three weeks later, George Bush goes out there at the Yankees game in New York in a bulletproof vest, like was told, fucking, it's not safe, you better not do For tonight's ceremonial first pitch. Nails this thing, bro. He creams it. You want to talk about delivering? This is wild stuff. Bit of sound as well. They, I think they, um, on the great cricketer, their Patreon, which you can like, it's like five or 10 bucks to subscribe to their Patreon where they've got like heaps of extra content. But I saw something like they did a little teaser of them like talking through this one and it was fucking hilarious. Like just obviously they're funny, but like they're like just, they only showed you a part of it. So um, their whole breakdown of it is so funny. Look at this. George Bush could do no wrong at this moment. Nah. He could do no wrong. This is pressure. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. You want to talk pressure? You want to talk big moment? Bang. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I'll see you goes. later. No fanfare. I'm nah. just going to whip it in. Like. This is the sort of shit in America I love. Yeah, like, this, yeah, is, this is really young shit. This is the most, that could be the most American <laughs> scene yeah, in the yeah. history of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How American is that? It's that good That is the most stuff. American thing I've in ever seen. In a bulletproof seen. jacket. Yeah. Like, Really? That's his. You know what that always reminds me of in Dumb and Dumber, though? When it's like, what if he shot him in the face? <laughs> so, that was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> good stuff. Love it. Yeah, that's really good shit. Fucking um, Connor. Like, that, it, does that in some ways encapsulate where we're at? With him, potentially. Yeah. I mean, look, he also has a fucking broken leg, or he's recovering from like one of the most disgracefully broken legs you've ever seen. But still, like, you got to be able to fucking throw a ball. It's not that hard. Or if you do struggle, see, that's not too bad. Like, it's not great, but that's not too bad. That's Snoop Dogg there we're looking at now. Uh, yeah. It looks, in full speed, it looks pretty bad. It looks pretty bad. It doesn't look great. It just goes to show, like, George W. Yeah. Nailed it. Bit of Nailed dip it. at the end. Oh, it was, it was nice. Down the pipe, probably fucking strike someone out with that. Oh, fuck yeah. Then, oh, we got 50 cents here. Yeah, this one's fucked as well. Like, if you can't throw a ball, do not say yes to this. Oh, fuck no. You know what I mean? And if you are going to say yes, you've got to put in the hours. <laughs> you've got to put in the work. You've got to, or you're prepared to become a meme, which is cool. Curtis. Turn the audio up. Oh, fuck it, don't worry. 
Oh, Curtis. That's the worst. Look at the guys in the background like, what the fuck was that? Dude, that is horrendous. That is like, you can't hide your embarrassment there. I, like, <laughs> do you ask for another crack? I don't think you're allowed one. We don't have it. Who's this? This is just the worst of all time. Oh, well, that's like Johnny Howard, Carly Rae Jepsen of that one song back in the day fame. Who's this? Carl, Carl Lewis? Lewis? Carl should be able to pump. Sang down. the national anthem once. Oh, Carl. my God. Carl. Carl. Dear God. No, Carl. That was fucked. Mark Malloy. Oh. Not MJ. Oh, no. MJ? MJ's at number seven. What's he do? MJ. You play baseball, dude. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Oh, MJ. Get off the field. Oh, no. Oh, Barry, Barack Obama, number six. Dude, after George W. Oh. oh. Don't even wave. You don't deserve to wave after that. Nolan Ryan. Do you know what I mean, though? This is just putting George W. in perspective. This dude's an MLB Hall of Famer. Oh, uh, that is old as shit. Not that bad. Not horrendous. Not horrendous. Not at his age. Gary Do That's That's disgraceful. Interesting. I don't know who that is, but that's fucking disgraceful. Sorry. 50 again? Oh, this would be the... This is a different video. Oh, dude, that 50 cent one is ghastly. And <laughs> like, it's the worst bit is that he's meant to be like a hard, hard <coughs> bastard. John Wall, no <coughs> idea. Oh, John... Oh, that's bad. You wouldn't think an NBA player would be that bad. Dude, if you can't, if you bounce it, oh my Christ. Oh, okay. Oh, an underarm as well. That Miss is, Texas, all right. Yeah. Sure. That's fucked up. She's a ballerina. That's fucked up. I get up. it. Yeah, send me that video, Dave. Yeah. I get it. That's fucking disgraceful. Um, then the other one, it should be a black tile on our Instagram, which is the, the baseballer taking a catch. Um, so this video popped up on, I think it was House of Highlights, and it was this baseballer, he's in the outfield running to catch the ball and he overruns it and has to catch it with, and get the volume up for this day, pause it. He has to catch it with his non-glove hand and the reaction from the crowd and the commentators, do we need our headphones? Uh, you can if you want, or I can just play it through the TV. Just play it through yeah, the yeah. TV. Why does he need to catch it with his non... Well, you'll see here, you'll see. No volume. Mute it. Oh, oh, yeah. And he's fucking waving to the crowd and shit. <laughs> Look at this crack. Bro. <laughs> Not that impressive. It's not impressive at all, Eddie. Not, not <laughs> that impressive. It's not impressive at all. Like, to have a mitt like that and to, to, to claim some sort of success, like, that's like having a helmet for your hand. Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, that's the most ridiculous fucking thing. Whatever, that's how baseball is. If you drop a sitter in cricket, you're shot for it. And, this and that's is, a sitter. That's an absolute sitter. 
that was coming in loopy, slow, just coming down. Like any child over the age of eight basically can do that in Australia. In this country? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. But I think that's us for a Thursday. That's it, baby. That's it. Thanks again. Uh, make sure you tune into the live stream Friday night. Manly v South. Manly win. Good luck to the AFL Grand Final on the weekend in Western Australia. They had one positive COVID case. Obviously, that doesn't mean much, but when they've like, West Australia's all good, got the Grand Final on, they've got a COVID case positive. Now it's like, does Mark McGowan just shut this shit down or is he allowing a full fucking stadium of people? Everyone's like, I think AFL are like, oh, fuck. Please, Christ, don't have this happen. Mark is... Mark's a Mark's, Mark's a, a stickler. Mark's a serious is a serious apple or a serious ant, an angry ant, a serious Sally. I don't know, but he's prepared to fucking make the tough calls for the state. It would seem, and one COVID case, whilst that doesn't seem like many, Mark ain't playing that shit. See you later. Bye bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?